Welcome to another episode of No Thanks But Yes, chill conversations with splendid people. This podcast features the many faces, voices, and pathways of recovery from problematic relationships with substances and behaviors. Brian, what's up, man? What's going on, dude? Oh, thank you so much for saying yes. Yeah, yeah. Great delight. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I was taking a little break, just flipped over the bird. and uh... I read your text and I was like, what does he mean by flip the bird? I was like, oh yeah, it's Thanksgiving today. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. First year, I'm deciding to cook it upside down for most of the time and then flip it over the last hour and see what happens. I'll let me know. <laughs> I will. I'll take a picture of it, man. All right. Hell yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, so you're in LA? I'm in Orange County. Right on. Yep. Yeah. I used to live in uh, Huntington Beach when I was a little kid. I was just there yesterday. I love Huntington. I grew up surfing there. My first job was on Main Street. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I spent some time on the beach. I was a wee little kid, though. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here in Raleigh, North Carolina, raised here, raised in North Carolina, living here in Raleigh now. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome. Welcome to No Thanks But Yes. We, uh, we introduce ourselves on, on this show. So tell everybody who the heck you are. <laughs> um, well, my name is Brian Black. I'm 36 years old. I'm from Southern California and I'm a tattoo artist. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah. My family, we love watching Ink Master and cool. uh, I'm watching you now and taking great delight in, in your work and, and, and your who you are too you're you're kind and and you're great on the teams and um when i was watching the show you said that you're in recovery and so i yeah. hit you up yeah yeah it, that totally happened pretty organically because my canvas happened to to work at a dispensary and then naturally you're gonna say oh do you partake and it kind of just naturally unraveled into uh me touching base on being sober oh I love that. You know, that is, um, that is something that we've been doing for a while in, in the community as we're addressing stigma and trying to improve opportunities for people to, uh, get into recovery like you and me, yeah. uh, recovery visibility, you know? Yeah. I think it, I think it makes a difference. I know it makes a difference. It does. I feel like, I feel like recovery and self-help has always been around my life in general, you know? Um, but just like anything, there will be certain bad apples, not bad apples, but there will be certain characters that kind of turn you off to things, right? Just because they're so extreme about it, um, which they might speak the language to a certain person, but I think it's important for all of us to speak up because someone might be able to understand us better depending on the language that we speak. Right. And our background. That's brilliant. More people coming forward about their recovery status. You, yeah. you won't get turned. And that's what, and that's why, you know, recovery doesn't have a spokesperson because, you know, it could be a knucklehead. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. 
No, really, I, I dig your work. I think you're a very likable fellow and I appreciate your recovery visibility. It means a lot to me. My work has me working in rural communities throughout the country, addressing stigma and improving opportunities for people to live full lives, um, you know, freedom from alcohol and drugs. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So, um, Tell me, you're in recovery. So tell me, uh, what does recovery mean to you? Um, that's a big question. I feel like I need to take a second to digest my uh, digest my thoughts before I spew them out. I have a tendency to just spew out words before thinking. Um, recovery to me means constantly taking a, a at least a daily inventory of, of where I'm at mentally, physically, and spiritually, right? Um, and then that follows along with um, how I'm going to interact with other people. And I think recovery to me means just being accountable for my actions and uh, the way that I may be able to affect other people, right? So that's what recovery means to me. Now, I say that in such a vague, because that's such that sounds like such a vague thing, but in reality, it's mm. just. I mean, I just want to be a better person to have better to harbor better relationships with other people. I think that's the whole point of us being on this planet, right? To share experiences with others, and if I can leave a positive experience with someone else, I think mission accomplished for the day. Um, now, I know I'm saying a lot of beautiful words that are so nice and charming and sweet. That's not to say that there isn't another side to this coin. I haven't always been so pleasant to be around or sweet, <laughs> right? That that saying, um, I've yet to meet a saint without a past and a sinner without a future resonates very well with me. Right uh, I'm not perfect by any means. And and I and I hope that I don't come off like I am because I do have my days. Um and I think that recovery is the most important when you have those days because recovery is easier on the fun days, right? When it's sunny out, when things just happen to line up and all your ducks are in a row. But I think recovery is most crucial on the days where you fucking hit your knees and you have nothing else to do but pray and ask for whoever's listening to help you out. You know, I think those are the most important days of recovery for me. At least. No, I, I, I don't see any of this as as vague or flowery. You speak of of an examined life. You speak of, of exploring yourself. You speak of holding yourself accountable to your ideals. You're speaking about positive human relations. You talk about your impact on others. And that is something that his recovery has given me is is that I'm not alone in this world. And I know that I can both have positive and negative influences on the energy around me. And trust me, um, I think everybody listening knows that it's uh, that it's not all rainbows and unicorns, but it's yeah. important for me to let folks know it's also not a daily trudge through a veil of tears. That, that totally. uh, Yeah, right on. And no, I don't think you're coming across... Um, saintly or anything like that. I think you're coming across as uh, as a good dude. Like I send in my message and uh, um, I know, you know, we don't hit that mark every day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not every day. Hopefully. That's all right. That's yeah. All right. Yeah. As long as we hit it once in a while. <laughs> well, hey, tell me, tell me more about what you're doing. Uh, tell me more about your um, tattoo gig. 
I mean, to be honest, dude, I'm, I'm a pretty simple dude. Um, I'm a professional tattoo artist. I tattoo for a living. That is, um, that is what I do for like, that's my livelihood. Um, and I just surf as much as humanly possible. I grew up in SoCal, so I grew up skating and surfing my whole life. The only job I've ever dreamed of having was to be a pro surfer. I know that sounds grandiose, but I think that's just the way my mind works. Um, if I believe something I fully believe in, I think I can do it. So as a kid, I only wanted to be a pro surfer until I found out about tattooing. And then I just switched gears and I was like, that's it. That's my ticket. That's what I want to do. So my life is pretty simple, man. I, I try to just um, do as many tattoos as humanly possible to satisfy my soul. And then uh, try to catch as many uh, decent waves in between to satisfy my soul as well. It, I think it's just the constant pursuit of uh, happiness, which I don't know if you ever get there, but um, I'm just trying to be mellow and uh, try to lead positive, uh, positive, positive experiences with people that I cross in between. Right on, right on. Oh, I love it. I have I have a couple tattoos. I got I got a one is a recovery related one. I was in the oh, Navy. Oh, cool. And um, gosh, this was a long time ago, maybe back. Uh, it was right after a desert storm uh, and I had uh, a recurrence of a pretty bad alcohol problem. So I went to a treatment center in the Philippines. Oh, and, wow. Uh, That's cool. We were told not to get tattoos while we were there, but you know, I was young and didn't do what I was told. So I went and got the I went and got the logo for the treatment center. <laughs> that's awesome. That's cool. Hey, that's a part of your life. I love tattoos like that because I look at tattoos where it's just like it's it's just a symbol for a certain chapter in your life, you know? And I think that's cool. You get to look at it, it reminds you of it. I I love I love tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I love tattoos also and yeah. um I love your work. Uh tell me tell me what's what's special about your work. I did it. My hands, my eyes, my thoughts, the way that I edited the image, you know? Um there are a million tattooers in the world. I feel like how I look at tattooing is this. There's so many amazing tattoo artists in the world, right? But back in the day, there were so far and few between that were actually good where sometimes you had to get tattooed by someone that you didn't get along with, right? Mm -hmm. Or someone that was mean and grumpy or whatever, talk to you like shit, you know what I mean? Like you kind of annoyed them. But now you have the opportunity to get tattooed by someone you actually click with in terms of like having aligned thoughts and morals or whatever, whatever you, you vibe with. Like for example, I tattooed this dude a while ago him and his daughter. It was like a father-daughter date, which was super cool. I think that's cool that I get to be a part of that. You know what I mean? That father-daughter date that they're going to think about forever, you know, because they're doing a tattoo thing together. But um, I asked him, I was like, hey, how'd you find out about me? And he said, my daughter. And I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, and then what? And he's like, I looked at the Instagram, the shop. I found you. I looked at your story. I saw that you were meal prepping. And I was like, that's my guy. But it's just little stuff like that that makes you that much more human to people and yes. where they can relate to you, where I think that's cool to be able to get tattooed by someone who is similar to you, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. That's brilliant. Uh, so, you know, that that makes you did it. And 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 the human interaction sounds sound so meaningful, the moments. Oh, I, oh I'd yeah. love to. 
I'd love to come out to your neck of the woods and 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 and, and get some work done. My tattoos yeah. are so old, dude. Yeah, yeah. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Bye. Sure. Hey, I'm picking up a <clears throat> picking up a vibe from from the show. Um, Ryan's coming across as a really cool teacher. Yes. Um Ryan's pretty awesome. Um, I've known, I've met Ryan before I've worked with her in the past Okay. and, uh, she's been nothing but sweet. Like her work is amazing. Hands down. Like anyone who looks at her work knows how much heart she puts into her work. There is so much information. There's so much detail in all of her stuff where it's mind blowing. Um, but yeah, she has this, uh, amazing ability to communicate with me in terms to where I just can understand it, you know? Um, and I kind of just got lucky. I got lucky that uh, yeah. the tattoo gods kind of lined us up. But that's not to say that uh, Nico wasn't amazing as well. You know, like oh, for he's sure. so cool and so sweet. I mean, I still talk to them to this day. They're so cool. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, Ryan, on the topic of Ryan, yeah, she's a pretty amazing teacher. She's a good friend, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. 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 You talked about how, how she... Um she just like shoots really straight with you. But I also saw some great affirmations like, man, that's really good work. You know? Yeah. Totally. So she won't sugarcoat things, but she'll also reinforce positive, uh, positive things. Yeah. I really dig teachers like that in my life. That's the kind of teacher that I try to be as well as some be straight with folks, but give affirmations and celebrate positive change. That's kind of pure. I like to be, and and that's the kind of parent I try to be right on. I think that's important too. Um, I mean, that's something that I could work more on as well with dealing with people. But I think um, positive positive verbal affirmations to others is just as important as um, when constructively criticizing them, right? It's yeah. nice to get a pat on the back. Oh, I think it's a great way to approach um, peer-based recovery, us, our recovering together and and not dogging each other out all the time, but giving yeah. each other some love, but also talking straight. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also, I mean, I'm not that advanced in recovery. I, I, I mean, I don't even know what that means, but yeah. I guess I would say I don't know much. I'll, I'll start with that, but I feel like recovery is such a, such a touchy subject with other people because mm. in one hand you want to give advice and want to give the steps that worked for you. But on the other hand, you can't tell someone who isn't ready to listen. You know what I mean? And then so it's a it's a fine line between do I exhaust my resources and not and hound you down and say, hey man, you don't need to be doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you kind of just wait till they get low enough to where maybe they come to your door and knock on your door and ask for advice. You know, I think there's a fine balance between that. And that's something I probably struggle with because I do want to help people, especially if someone is asking, but also I can't for, I can only lead you to water. I can't force you to drink it. Right. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You're an expert on you. Yeah. You're an expert on you, man. And if, if we're authentic uh, about ourselves and our personal experience and and it doesn't uh, move into theoretical preaching, you know, I think we're good to go. So yeah, totally. You're the most advanced expert on you at the moment. As a <laughs> You're not wrong. Hey, listen, man, what, uh, it's Thanksgiving. What, what are you, uh, what are you going to eat? Honestly, most likely probably like turkey stuff. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. I'm gonna be go over. Me and uh, my lady are gonna go over to my friend's house. We're gonna we're gonna have Thanksgiving together. But I was in charge of non-alcoholic drinks, so um, I'm gonna bring apple cider. Yeah. Some random mocktails, maybe some ginger beer. That's yeah. about it on my end. But we'll see. We'll see what they got lined up for us. Yeah, I picked up some ginger brew at the grocery store today, man. It's, it's so good. I like that little bit of spice to it. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm really digging uh, uh, non-alcoholic uh, beverage choice. Back when I got into recovery so long ago, I go out, it was like Coke or Sprite. And I'm like, I hate you. I hate all you people. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Coke or Sprite. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we had a guest on uh, the show, uh, runs a place called Sands Bar out of Austin, Texas. You should oh, check okay. it out. Yeah, there, there's lots of sober bars around the country now. It's a great movement. That's The happening. whole bar is sober? That's right. That's right. There's no alcoholic beverage in that bar. Not a bit. And everyone goes there just to hang out and have just, a drink? Just to hang out and talk and have some cool beverages and some snacks. It's brilliant. Well, that's a crazy concept. Uh, crazy and like that's awesome. Yeah, I've never heard of that. That's that's cool. That is really cool. Yeah, uh, Sands Bar. Check it out, man. Check it out. Uh, okay, so let's talk about gratitude then. Well, this will be okay. the gratitude one. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Let's. Uh, what are you thankful for? I'm I'm thankful for lots of things. I think first and foremost, I'm thankful for the relationship I have with the universe and my higher power. I'm extremely thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for um, another day to uh, grow and be better than yesterday a little bit. I think that's pretty awesome. And then of course, I'm thankful for my family, my friends, even strangers that have just shown me love in um, any amount. I think that's so sweet and so nice for a stranger to just show you love. I, that concept to me is just so bizarre, just not bizarre, but it's just, I'm so thankful for it. Like you have no idea who I am. You don't know my struggles, but you just took the time to say something nice to me. Like that to me is just like, holy shit, bro. You're a, you're like a fucking saint for no reason. You just <laughs> a little bit of love on my day and it just made the, it just meant the world to me. So if I can yeah. do that for others, I, I would, uh, I jump at that opportunity. Um, and then I'm thankful. I mean, I'm thankful for this opportunity to be of service to others. You asking me to be part of this podcast and I don't know how exciting this conversation is going to be, but I showed up, you know what I mean? That's, that's, that's all I can do. I think it's pretty exciting, man. It's positive. Like I told you, man, my, my goal, sometimes people talking about recovery, we, we dig into the trudge of it and, and we dig into some almost stigmatizing tropes of, you know, warrior and, and all that stuff and fighting for this or that. Um, but, um, it is my experience that I have rejoined this, this human journey and, uh, and there is joy and there's connection. And uh, I, I'm really, really loving uh, your expression of gratitude for interacting with just strange people, just for no reason, just showing some love. And yeah, I think we need a whole bunch of that right now. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't I don't think you could ever have too much love. Um, well, if we're going to talk about the topic of recovery, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, because I think, because I mean, in I mean, my brain is constantly thinking, and and if we're talking about recovery, 
I think about this topic so often and I just, I can't really fully wrap my mind about it, around it. And I, and I think that maybe there isn't a clear answer, but what, what do you think about, um, what do you think about people who relapse? And I know, and I only ask because it is such a huge part of recovery. You know what I mean? It happens. So it's just like, how do you feel about just that topic in general? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I say, let's talk about it because uh, recurrence, relapse, return to use, um, returning to maladaptive behaviors, the pursuit of pleasure, relief or escape. It happens and it happens a lot. Yeah. And I think um, I think we ought not to uh, continue to stigmatize it because that just leads to shame and that leads to people not asking for help. Um, there's uh, something out there called Marlatt's abstinence violation effect. And this is a, a studied phenomenon of sometimes people in our community, often uh, it becomes such a taboo thing that actually uh, what could have been a bump in the road or an opportunity for growth or, or a readjustment for stronger connection turns into the end of the road, either by saying, fuck it, I'm going all in, or I can never go back and see those people again because I'm so ashamed. And so you're out. So um, I don't know. I, that That's how I feel about it. I have many. I Like I told you, I, I went to a treatment event, you know, back in the early 90s. And uh, I, you know, my current sustained recovery began in 2004. My recovery journey has been filled with uh, returns to use and yeah. an eventual sustained recovery, wellness, um, autonomy, purpose, and just a thriving life. So, yeah, it I, that's the way I feel about it. How, how do you feel about it? I mean, that was, that was an awesome answer. Um, I feel like uh, if, I could speak to my younger self. I wish I could tell my younger self this because I was two years and a half, two and a half years, maybe close to getting to three years sober. Um, and I, and I called it my relapse tour. I was like, the boys are meeting up in New York and we're going to do a relapse tour and we're going to go for it. You know, um, it sounds fun in games then, but back then, but now that I am conscious of, my thoughts and actions and where and all the internal work that I've done so far, me even just saying that verbally right now to you makes me embarrassed. Like, damn, you're like, it's, it's a shame that you would joke about your health and your sobriety and just be so excited to call it a relapse or like just mm -hmm. saying it verbally right now kind of makes me sad, but I mean, it's just the facts. Right. Um, yeah. but I wish, I wish, I could tell my younger self, hey, look, there's a difference between white knuckling it and actually doing internal work, right? Um, I think taking the time to go to the root cause of things right is on. the most important part. I think whether it's drugs or drinking or fucking anything, women, um, anything, bro. You can be addicted to anything, but right on. I think if you take the time to go to the root cause of what you're trying to escape and do the internal work, 
that's when you're actively working in recovery. Anyone can white knuckle it. You can white knuckle it for a long time. I did it for two and a half years, yeah. but yeah. you will still have those urges and you still will find yourself, I don't know, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, uh, I got mad respect for people who have chaotic relationships with alcohol and other drugs. And, and then they stop that. And I'm like, right on it. You've, you've met this goal for you. Um, my advice for folks is coming from your angle is if, if, if you want to, uh, if you want help sustaining this and for it to be a thrilling ride with potential joy and connection, um, dig into why we had this chaotic relationship with totally. Yeah. That's where it's at. And I think that that's what really ended up working for me in the end too, is I really got to get into, uh, you know, the family history, the childhood trauma, the, yes. the co-occurring mental disorders, you know, just, and that I started so young and science shows when you start young, man, it's even harder, you know, oh, yeah. so yeah, yeah. The, shame, the shame started to melt away, you know, and yeah. you feel that much more free. Oh man. And that much more happier. So I'm grateful for, for happiness. I'm grateful for freedom. I'm grateful for connection. I'm yeah. grateful for kind strangers like yourself too. Um, like I'm, I'm really glad that you, you said yes. Not everybody even answers. So that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, I'd like to add one more thing on that topic that we're talking about. Sure. Um, I think also one of the biggest um one of the biggest things that helps with um, dealing with all of this and because and, it is a daunting task. Anyone who is even flirting with the idea of recovery and, and sobriety, it's just a daunting task. It sucks. No one wants to wake up with the chills. No one wants to wake up all sweaty. Like it sucks. I get it. But what has absolutely helped me is having a network of people that are like-minded and want to see you succeed one and also are on the same path as you. So that is crucial in recovery. I wish someone would have told me that sooner. You know, you can't hang around the same people and ex expect the same result, uh, different results to happen. It's just, that's just not how math works. You have right. to change it up a bit. It's tough. It's tough, but find your people. Totally. Yep. Find oh. your tribe. They exist. Keep looking. And if you cannot find them, be alone for a little bit because you will attract them at some point. Mm. Mm. Yeah. We need to roll deep. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's how we do it. That is yeah. how we do it. And many <laughs> pathways, find your people. Yeah. That's groovy, man. So, um, well, listen, that, that sounds like a brilliant final thought, to be honest with you. That awesome. was Yeah. I, I don't even want to cool. contrive another drop the mic moment. That was the bomb. <sighs> Okay, find cool. Your, find your people. All right. Well, I'm fixing to pull my turkey out of the oven. Okay. My son and, and his partner are bringing over some side dishes. I'm going to get fat and happy. Love that. And uh, yeah, tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow's a rumor. <laughs> hey, you're, you're not wrong. It's very true. So enjoy the moment. Hey, listen, uh, best of luck. Uh, in, in your relationship best of luck on the show best of luck in your career and uh thanks for coming out thank you very much hey thank you for inviting me i really appreciate that that was really nice of you to even ask me it's my honor all right man i'll talk to you soon talk to you later bro all right bye
Thanks for listening to another amazing episode. No Thanks But Yes is non-monetized and unaffiliated, available everywhere you stream excellent podcasts. Remember to subscribe today and tell all your friends about it.